Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Okay, so I am so, so tired. I went to the uh, Poets in Autumn tour in Atlanta last night, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I have been wanting to see Jackie Hill Perry perform, and of course, as usual, she outdid herself. Whether she's preaching or doing poetry, whatever it is, she's absolutely phenomenal in her gifting. So, with that being said, I drove home last night, got in at 5 in the morning, and I am tired. Got up, went to church, um, Elevation Church. It was absolutely amazing, and then I went to sleep. So, uh, sorry it's a little late this evening, but let's go ahead and jump right into it. So, I've been doing questions the past couple of podcasts just basically frequently asked biblical questions, Bible questions, okay? And so today, we're going to go over one of these questions. And this is a question about relationship that I think is um, self-explanatory, but um, at the same time, a lot of people ask this question. And I think it's because they want to push the envelope, okay? So what is the question? It says this. What should or shouldn't a couple do before marriage? What should or shouldn't a couple do before marriage? And the answer to that is, um, if you're talking about a couple in um, their their dating and their courting and um, they're pursuing marriage, okay, fine, whatever. But as far as intimately and physically, right, you want to uh, get closer to that person because you are fond of that person. You're falling in love with that person. Uh, Hopefully you're considering spending the rest of your life with that person. And so there's these feelings that are involved, these feelings to where, you know, you want to be intimate with that person. You want to get closer uh, in connection with that person. And oftentimes it leads to sin when we don't have the boundaries set uh, forth in place to be able to help us not to sin. So the reason people ask this question is because they want to have sex. I think that is pretty much it. Like, what can I do? How much can I get away with without actually sinning and having sex before marriage? You know, and so um, I think that we really have to ask ourselves, do we have boundaries set in place? And half the time the answer is no. And what do I mean by boundaries? I'm talking about, okay, um... If he wants to come over and you guys want to spend some time together at the house, there is never a time when you guys are in the bedroom, right? Uh, You guys are always on the couch, but the couch don't mean nothing, okay? The couch does not mean anything. The couch is not necessarily off limits whatsoever. So even in that, it's okay. Sometimes it's time period. You know, after eight o'clock, you know, there's, there's, there's no Netflix and chilling, nothing like that at all. There's boundaries, right? Because oftentimes one thing leads to another. You start cuddling up, getting all cozy, you know, and it's just, just the feelings and the, the emotions and all that stuff starts kicking in and you want to do the darn thing. And so when it comes to that, what should or shouldn't a couple do before marriage, it's, basically really understanding the boundaries that you need to have and that the other person needs to have. Let's say um, you or he, right, 
struggle with lust. Sometimes we just put lust on guys and we're just like, oh, they're the ones that struggle with lust. No, that is not true. Um, guys and girls both struggle with lust. So if there's someone that in particular struggles with lust, then there needs to be some extra boundaries um, for the both of you. So let's say I do not struggle with lust, but he struggles with lust, okay? So for him, uh, he cannot... Um, uh, be at the house with you with no one else there. Let's say that that is his boundary. Okay. If someone else is there and bedroom is always off limits, even just to hang out. Uh, if someone else is there, it's okay. But if no one's there, let's say you have a roommate, then he can't come over and chill. That's his boundary. So for you, that's not a problem, right? And so let's just say you're just like, hey, well, you know, boo, come on over and let's just chill. Um, it's okay. You'll be fine, right? You are not helping him keep his boundaries. You are actually working for the enemy. You're working against God in his life. You think that because you're strong, that you'll be able to uh, keep the boundary for him. And let's say you wouldn't let anything happen, but what about his mindset, right? What about in his mind, he starts lusting. In his mind, he starts going to a place to where when he leaves hanging out with you, he has to go home and he starts struggling in his mind, right? Um, and let's say he struggles with pornography and masturbation. That situation just took it to a whole nother level for him within himself and we set him up for downfall, okay? So we have to know the his boundaries or her boundaries, right? As well as your boundaries. And then we have to establish them and we have to keep them in place. We cannot falter. We cannot say, okay, well, it's okay this one time because if we really care about one another, yes, it's hard, but if we truly care about one another, we will uh, look out for our brother, look out for our sister, even in dating, right? Even in dating, you know, my thought process is, well, this man that I'm dating, he is my brother in Christ because he is. So I'm going to look out for my brother no matter what. I'm not going to let my brother fall, right? I got his back. I'm going to do my best to have his back. I'm going to do my best to lift him up. I'm going to do my best to keep pushing him forward. I'm not going to do anything intentionally at all to try to pull him down, even if it's something that I'm craving, even if it's something that I want, right? Because we're looking out for one another. So do you love your neighbor? Do you love your brother as much as you love yourself? And sometimes we have to look at those red flags and, uh, those red flags sometimes kind of look like, well, I don't really love myself or care about myself too much. So I don't have any boundaries, right? So then when I start dating, okay, then I'm going into this kind of messed up, right? I don't have boundaries. I just kind of do what I want and I allow you to do the same thing. And so I'm pulling you down, right? You can be uh, what the world calls a good person 
and still do bad things um, unintentionally, right? And so we don't want to uh, just try to put a blanket statement of, well, I'm a good person. Let's, let's move beyond that. Let's evolve from the world standard of good because in God's eyes, none of us are worthy and good and righteous, right? We all fall. We all falter. We are all jacked up. We are all in need of a savior. So when so when we use the word good, that doesn't point back to us, right? We are in right standing because of Christ Jesus, but we are not inherently good, okay? So when it comes down to dating, have boundaries, establish them, and keep them. Because the last thing you want is when you get married, all of a sudden you're asking this this person who you've been dating, right? Uh, how come you aren't strong? How come, how come you can't do this? How come you can't do that? When you weren't lifting him up and helping him to be the man of God that, 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 that God has called him to be, right? How, how are we going to set the standard, right? For someone else when we aren't keeping it ourselves, right? I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations, um, in dating of ourselves of even, and, and, and even the other person. So I really think that we need to be real open and honest about where we are, about our downfalls and see where we can lift each other up, guard one another, guard our hearts, because the last thing we want is to give our bodies to someone else. And come on, females, we give, we don't even have to give our body to someone else. We can just give our heart in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? We can become emotionally attached like that. Okay. And that's not everybody, but it's a, it's a good amount of people. We become emotionally attached. We gave our heart to someone. And then when they leave the picture, when, when God says they aren't the right person, now they took our heart with them. We have to guard our hearts, guard our minds and guard our flesh at the same time, guard our body because we are the whole, uh, the, the, the temple of the Holy spirit. Okay. And so the only person that we want to give our heart to is Christ Jesus and the spouse that he gives to us. We don't want to give other people pieces that, that it's hard to, to get back. It's hard to mend. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you for tuning in to the victory is greater than the struggle in ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. See you next time.